The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 151 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump, and this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring this podcast right here on this very feed every Monday uh, for free. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter, uh, as well as if you want to uh, hear some additional content, uh, we are uh, running strong with the uh, Patreon this month. So far, we've released an episode of The Wrestler, and uh, just this past week with uh, today's guest, um, we dropped an episode of Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure, both very fun episodes, and we got some more fun stuff coming up. Uh, later in the month, we've got uh, X, uh, Django Unchained, um, uh, Our Flag Means Death, and I'm I'm going to try and wrangle up a last-minute uh, Better Call Saul uh, sort of overview as uh, if you follow me on social media. I have not stopped talking. I have not shut up about Better Call Saul as it is just fucking... Mm. I'm watching the sequel series, Breaking Bad, it's all right, but not enough Kim Wexler for me, if uh, if you're asking me. Uh, all those very deep-cut references. So, uh, yeah, uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. You're a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, we've done a ton before in the past as well. Um, this podcast is, of course, brought to you by uh, the wonderful sponsors of the show. we got M3 Toys. Head over to M3 Toys and uh, use promo code PWTCast. Get a whole ass 10% off. They've got a ton of Funko Pops and, and things like that in right now. I've, uh, I've been purchasing some stuff from them to sort of restock my my office as uh this is so uh before i get, get into that also the the other sponsors of the show freelance wrestling and freelance underground uh the premier independent wrestling company here in chicago um yeah i am recording this in my new office but it is not my new office yet per se in that um uh i am going to be trying a live studio format um yeah uh it was something i've been wanting to do for a while um and i've got a a little bit of a setup it's just um actually setting it up um my awesome uncle shout out theo um he is going to be helping me set all this up uh but he was in florida this week it was all the construction that was going on here and then we were super busy last week with c2e2 and uh now he was just he was hanging out in florida you know my uncle loves him some uh floridian women he loves uh, the hot weather, and so he's been hanging out down there. Um, so, yeah, he is supposed to be coming in today to start fixing things, and hopefully um, by, I don't know, at some point. At some point, I will be I will be sitting down with Frank and Cousin Jeremy uh, to, to record this sort of um, uh, pilot episode of uh, PWT Cast Live. And so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. It, it might not work out. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, I might have just uh, bit off more than I can chew. But I'm being very optimistic. I'm I'm a very optimistic guy these days. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff coming together for me and in my life. In as much as I'm, I promise, I'm not going to make it a weekly thing where I'm just like I was depressed for two months. That's not how depression works. I'm not fixed. I'm not cured. Uh, you know, still. You know, still find the fight, still find that battle. Um, but I don't know. You know, a lot of cool shit's been happening. You know, uh, my therapist this week quoted uh, Kanye to me. You know, he said, uh, 
I have a fucking dope life. It's what is it? Like I have a dope life and I do dope shit. Something like that. It might not be verbatim. He had it better than I did. I I don't. I remember he quoted it. I don't remember the exact quote. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, I'm very optimistic about the the future of this podcast. You know, uh, I mentioned before. I, at some point, uh, just because uh, all parties involved uh, are busy doing other stuff, uh, we'll be getting a you know so some new logo, a fresh paint color of paint pink color whatever however that saying goes um in time for the fall you know a nice fall premiere of uh the, the new pwt cast um i'm thinking i'm thinking about getting some like sweaters made you know let me know if you'd like sweaters and beanies like especially with like i don't have this new logo yet but with what i got in mind i think it'll be pretty fucking cool and i'm, I'm aiming for more like uh uh wrestling shirts that don't look like wrestling shirts which don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with wrestling shirts i wear them almost exclusively um but i think it'd be cool to just change it up a bit um so live you know this live show you know knock on wood uh i don't i only have fake wood around me but yeah that'll be coming to fruition um and uh, yeah uh what's been going on this week uh i oh man i've been buying again so because of this new episode i've been buying a bunch more shit like I've, I I went I went Funko Pop hunting. I had not done that in in, in months, you know, in over two months because uh, it just wasn't a thing that I did anymore, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, like I and I, I had so much fun because I, I found everything I was looking for. It's one of those things where it's like I drove out to a lot of suburbs because a lot of the stores out here, um, people buy up all the shit and then you get left with all the fucking garbage you know that nobody wants um but i got very lucky in that i was able to find all the garbage that i didn't want um so that was pretty cool and yeah i was uh just again just very happy about it i'm i can't really display anything at the moment because again it's like oh god it's just a fucking mess right now really like if you could see it is literally just a giant mess uh in here and as much as like so much empty wall space. Well, I'm fucking excited about that. I love, I have so many posters and stuff like that. And I love just like decorating and stuff like that. I used to always tell Veronica, I used to always tell my ex-girlfriend, I should like, I, sh- I was like, I probably should have been like an interior designer at some point, but only for like nerdy shit. Like I can't put up some live, love, laugh posters. And like, it's, you know, uh, art. No, but if you, ha- if you have some Funko Pops and some, you know, uh, signed, uh, back to the future prints boy can help you out um oh i got a new tattoo this week um you know i i i don't know if i admit yeah i think i did mention the last two tattoos that i got um one was like the uh the uh, the, the old prisoner of love tattoo i, I changed mine up i had a, a little green heart you know uh instead of like a red heart just because i don't know just wanted to change it up and then i got this like cool fucking hourglass uh, with like some skulls in it, some pre- both both pretty awesome pieces, you know. Both shout out to 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 Gendo and uh, uh, what is the um, the name of the other wonderful artist that helped me? Uh, uh, sorry guys, it's I, I want to get her name right. That's why I'm just not gonna like uh, Cola. It, uh, she goes by Cola, so you know. Shout out to. Shout out to Cola and to, what do you call it? Um, 
Nicole for hooking me up, really. And uh, I went back to uh, Ericola and Jen. I went back to Jen this Friday. We were so we were actually supposed to do two tattoos, but um, as is the case with her and I, whenever we like get together, she was actually supposed to do three tattoos. But whenever we get together, um, we wind up just bullshitting and talking a lot, and that happened for a few hours. Like it was hours before we actually sat down to get tattooed. Um, I've shown some people the second tattoo um that i won't reveal just yet because it's gonna be like really big and cool it's gonna fucking hurt so bad oh my god i was talking to steve feast about thigh tattoos and (sighs) not looking forward to that um but i want to get some thigh tattoos i bought some uh some some hoochie shorts some male hoochie shorts trevor outlaw put me on and uh you know i'm like i gotta i I had the conversation once with brody king about he's like get your fucking thighs tattooed and i'm like like don't ever really like show off my thighs but um you know i'm gonna be hitting the gym soon i'm gonna be fucking juan is gonna get me into cruise shape for the for the next jericho cruise you know i'm gonna i don't want to get like ripped i don't want to be i don't need to be like finn balor i'm gonna be like shingo takagi you know fucking giant burl chest and just big muscles um but i went to jen and so she didn't do the one tattoo the, the there's those there was three that i was getting the one i'm not going to tell you guys about some of you guys may have seen it if you guys are a little sneaky when i posted it on my story uh the second one is i wanted the letter h on my hand like kind of by like by where my thumb is only because uh my uncle when he was a kid he used to tattoo and uh to prove to my grandpa that he could tattoo, he tattooed himself right there, like the letter H for for his name, uh, you know, for Hugo. And um, so I've always just wanted that. Again, very small and like a, a very simple thing that I should have reminded her when we finished up the 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 one that I wound up getting. But I was just it took like five six hours. I was just out of it. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to go home. Uh, what I wound up getting was uh, a blue fringe horn uh, with some traditional flowers. Um, of course, as as many of you guys know, I'm a huge fan of How I Met Your Mother, and uh, especially a huge fan of How I Met Your Father. Because shout out Hillary motherfucking Duff, like boy, does she just she's still got it going on. And <sighs> shout out Hillary Duff. But I'm a huge fan of How I Met Your How I Met Your Mother, and it, it's it's always been a comfort show of mine. You know, like it's not. Uh, you know, don't, don't get me wrong it's not breaking bad or the leftovers or Watchmen in terms of like great excellent storytelling a very compelling television like no it's a cbs sitcom and um i've always enjoyed it like i know again some people poo poo it some people just don't like those types of shows i love it it's a comfort show of mine comfort show of mine um uh, last two two and a half months has really helped me get through what the fuck i was going through and I've always said I've wanted uh, a tattoo in remembrance of it. And uh, for those of you guys unfamiliar, you guys are like, well, what does fucking French horn mean? We have the main character of Ted Mosby, who is the the narrator, who who is telling the story of how I met your mother. You know? Uh, insert credits. Uh, he is the one telling that story. And uh, on, on his first date with a girl, Robin, that he falls madly in love with for a few of the seasons um they're at a restaurant and there's a uh blue french horn and to impress her he steals the blue french horn uh at some point some other stuff happens i'm not gonna spoil a show that's been over for several years now but at at one point you know he he shows back up 
you know, and and declares, you know, I would have, you know, I would have stolen an entire orchestra for you. Um, and of course, me being the fucking hopeless romantic, um, you know, it's just one of those things where I was like, you know, things didn't work out my last relationship and it sucks, but like, you know, I harbor no ill will, you know, she did what she had to do and harbor no ill will, hate nobody, you know. I was at the horse house today, you know, as much shit as I used to, you know, when, uh, when Vinny and I had our disagreements, as much shit on here as they talked, you know, we're, we're good now. We're friends, you know, not friends with everybody. I, I wish I could be, you know, uh, but that's just sort of life, you know, but, uh, you know, despite, you know, again, despite my last relationship fucking going up in flames and, you know, the everything that could have gone wrong going absolutely wrong and just destroying me, absolutely destroying me to my core. Um, I'm still an optimist and I'm still very positive that like, uh, you know, uh, if you cut hair once, it doesn't make you a barber. So I am not a barber. Um, and I'm, you know, I will find... I will find my Robin Shcherbatsky, you know, I will find someone that I will want to steal an entire orchestra for. Uh, and maybe I don't, I don't know, you know, worst case scenario, I've still got all you guys. So, uh, yeah. Um, not much else, honestly, not much else happened again throughout the week. I, Oh, I didn't get the other tattoos because again, we finished at four in the morning and I was just like, Nope, your boy is fucking tired. Um, but yeah, uh, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Ooh, Punk came back. Oh, that's that's one thing I got to talk about. Uh, I had a lot of people last week who like tuned in, uh, courtesy of our friends over at Post Wrestling, who like you know uh, um, linked the article uh, talking about like this podcast, and and so a lot of a lot of traffic came over that way. Shout out John Pollock who's holding it down right now for uh, friend of the show Wei Ting, who's um, he's expecting his, his beautiful baby to come anytime soon, but. Um, John Pollock and, and and the GOAT himself, Andrew Thompson, all and Neil Flanagan, all those guys, John Cena, WH Park, all those guys, you know, Braden and Davey, all those guys over there holding it down. Um you know, but they, like a lot of people were like, oh fuck, like a drugs the lady specifically was like, oh shit, you know, like scrum kayfabe thus. And of course I was like I played it up, I was like, you know, protect the business. I didn't know. Like I literally I like it's one of those weird things. So I, I, I've talked about it before. Like I talked about it on the uh, podcast that I did with, uh, uh, um, oh God, no, did I talk about it on there? I don't. Jeez, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to. I before I tell you guys, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was on the podcast I did with Martin Bushby and Benno. Yes, I'm. I'm I was like, I might have been remembering it wrong. Um. Uh, you know, they did their 24-hour stream. I hopped on there for a bit, which to their credit, that podcast is probably the one that got me out of my funk and was like, I'm going to come back to podcast. But um, I talked about it then when they were like asking me about CM Punk, probably about like a year before it happened. And I was just like, the like right as it was happening. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But of course, like I knew, and you know, um, and so I had a lot of people like, oh, you know, what's up with Punk? And I, again, honestly, he, I genuinely, again, I did not kayfabe anyone. Dude was like limping around. I had to go 
you know, get ice packs and tape for him to fucking ice his foot. You know, maybe he Brian Pillman all of us and, you know, he, he was good and he was just, you know, protecting the business. Regardless, um, so fucking happy to see him back, him versus Mox. Gonna be fucking, oh, yes. You know, I am there for that. Like, I am so excited that that is happening as, again, two of my favorite dudes just doing what they do fucking best, you know, wrestling. And, um, yeah, that that was really exciting, you know, again, to, to see that come to fruition, to see that that is a thing that is happening. Um, uh, yeah, WWE, again, they continue to be on an upswing. Um, not quite there yet. You know, like even this last week, two of my favorite wrestlers and Walter, Walter, because that's who I acknowledge. I don't know. I don't acknowledge Gunther, but, uh, you know, uh, Walter and Shinsuke Nakamura, I heard they had a match. I've still not checked it out as like, again, two of my favorite wrestlers, but uh, I don't know. I didn't hear like enough people weren't like people that I trust were kind of just like, yeah, it was fine. You know, and I know I should watch it on my own and as opposed to just listening to other people's opinions. Um but I'm also just like, yeah, it's fine. I'll watch it when I watch it. Um, again, they're doing their stuff. I'm ruined for them. I want, I want to believe, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Fox Mulder or Scully. I forget which one I'm Mulder. You know, I want to believe I, I want it to be good again. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that's, that's sort of all, all that's been going on with me, you know, for, for now, for the, for the time being and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, actually we should get into this week's episode. It is kind of a long one, but it was a fun one. Um, Jacob Taus, you know, he, he he works over here with us at Pro Wrestling Tees. He's one of the printers. He's been there for a while now, um, as well as he is leasing of his band East Moon. Uh, we had a really fun conversation. Sort of just went all over the place, and um, yeah, I'm excited for you guys to you know to to hear about it. Uh, if you again, if you remember the Patreon, you would have already heard us sort of you know chit chat a little bit, talk a little bit of his origin story and, and stuff like that when we talked about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, but uh, let's just go ahead and get right to it. This week's episode with uh, none other than Jacob Taus. <laughs> It sort of messed up my perception of time. It messed up a lot of things, mostly. I always talk about how myself and Matt Nix caused COVID <laughs> by virtue of we used to always say, no more movies for just one year. Like, <laughs> no movies, just let's take a break, one year. Uh, well, like, another thing, like, right before and almost, like, during COVID was that we hired people. Like, no one, no one got fired. Like, thankfully pro wrestling tees one hour tees was able to stay afloat and like in that like in a time when people were having to let people go and things like that we were actually hiring more people than we fucking expected we would and so there's like an influx of people that got hired during that time that because i've been there so long i'm just like like it happened with me when i first started people would be like remember when we all went to fucking go see guardians of the galaxy and stuff and i'm like no, I was working at Kohl's. And they're like, no, 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 you, you were, you were sitting, you were sitting next to fucking Gina, and I'm like, I was <laughs> sitting next to Paul at customer service <laughs> talking about how we fucking hate our job. Um, that'll happen with some people that work there, and one of them is is the gentleman who's who's today's guest. Where I don't, I don't know how long he's been there, but it's one of those. It's like, yeah, he's been there long enough that like he knows the intricacies of yeah. of working there and things like that. Uh, he's one of the printers that we have. He's many things. He's a musician. He's a storyteller. He's a, 
a man with tattoos. Uh, he is the lead. He 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 was fortunate enough and lucky enough that uh, last year when we got our fucking asses whooped uh, by AEW at the <laughs> softball charity game, uh, he sang the national anthem, which uh, was a pretty fucking cool thing. Um, and so yeah, I figured it's it was it's one of those. It, things where we're just where i was just like yeah let's just fucking sit here and talk and you and if you remember the patreon you will have just heard on this last friday where we talked uh bill and ted's excellent adventure um but today he's gonna fucking talk i don't know every anything but bill and ted's excellent adventure (laughs) uh i mentioned he is a musician he is a he is a lead singer yes of east moon uh and yeah ladies and gentlemen jacob taus thanks birdo I really appreciate you having me on here. Uh, I've been listening for pretty much since since I started. Yeah, uh, like when when is it that you started? Because it's like you, Juan, and who else started at like the same time? Or was it um, just you two? I started. Juan started a little after me. I think Ray started right before us. And I'm trying to think of who else. Um, but yeah, so I started in like May 2020. And what happened was when COVID happened, my job, I happened to be on vacation and uh, from my job at the time I was working in a factory making speakers for the like electrical workers union. And so it was like a pretty, uh, I don't know. It was just a, it was a job. It was a job, but I, I was, I was a stock chaser, which was basically an assistant supervisor and I had to make sure all these machines were running and I had to do all this stuff. And it was a really stressful job. I mean, I made okay money and, you know, it's a union, so I felt good. But um, COVID happened. And because I was on vacation, when I was going to come back, I actually didn't feel good. And I said, hey, I think I'm going to take one more day. And they're like, oh, if you don't feel good, COVID, you got you to take at least two weeks off. And at the time, I don't think there was even testing yet or anything like that. So I just kind of milked it. I'm not going to lie. Like once they told me, you know, take two, two weeks off, get unemployment and uh, you, you know, just c- call us when you feel better. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll do that. And uh, somewhere along the lines of collecting unemployment and avoiding this job that was really stressful to me, I saw a posting about pro wrestling tees hiring. And I was like, man, I, I feel like I can do that. I, I've tried to do screen printing in the past for my bands and everything like that. And I was like, I feel like I can learn. So I showed up. I talked to Frank. Uh, had the interview, walked around. He's like, so do you think you could do this? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I said, but I got to technically give him a two weeks notice on my job. So I did that, held, held it down for me. And I came in as a one-hour tease printer. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of by myself. A lot of people were at home. Uh, the shop wasn't nearly as big as it is now. Like it was also a ghost town. Like it was yeah. literally like a ghost town. Yeah. Like I remember coming in and uh, like there was like stuff that was on the racks were just on the floor. And I mean, like just like it was. I'd never been in here like this. I think I visited the store once before I actually started. Mm-hmm. I just seen it online, and so I was like, oh well, I'll, I'll just go. I didn't realize, you know all of the memorabilia and the artwork and like, you know, just looking at all the merchandise too is, I wouldn't say it was overwhelming, but it was definitely pleasing to see. It's an interesting thing, especially if you're like, if you're a diehard wrestling fan like yourself, because I know, like again, before, before we uh, like turn the store into 
I don't know, whatever the fuck it is now. And there was an actual like retail store. Yeah. Like one no, of it's the just thi- a warehouse. Yeah, really. essentially. But like one of the things that like we used to do is like give people tours. Like I know whenever I had friends come from out of town, yeah. like I don't still do it because there's still more. I mean, yeah, even with there's a lot of stuff to look at when yeah. you're in here. And like the smells, you know, it, it's a machine shop, but you know, you smell the chemicals. I don't know. There's just something about it. You're, you're like, wow, it, the the donuts are being made and I'm watching the whole process type of thing, you know? And I love donuts. <laughs> I love donuts too. I gotta stay away from yeah. them. But so hey. It's funny though, because like, <laughs> be, I think the reason why I couldn't, because it was like, cause you were hired, it was you and then like two other guys. No, yeah. it, was, it was you and one other guy who that guy quit before he even like came in. Oh yeah. No, see, that was my friend. Okay. So I got him in, uh, as a pre-treater but the thing was since i was a printer and he was a pre-treater pre-treaters were coming in way earlier because uh richard was coming in at like seven o'clock but that guy was coming in like five yeah but i i was coming in even if i came in at seven if sns wasn't here there was nothing for me to do so i was like hey man i can't give you a ride and he didn't drive so that's basically why he quit because from our neighborhood he had to take a bus to a to the red line to the blue line to here and it took like an hour and a half and he's like i don't want to keep doing that to be honest well was th- like, so oh, there was I guess him I don't blame you <laughs> no 100 percent. like it it reminds you of, of like when i was like 16 17 no i don't know i was young and i went and i applied to work at a disc replay okay because i so badly i was like it sounds like a fun job I'm, it on, seems like a on top of i just wanted to say i worked at a movie store i worked yeah. you know because cu- clearly i clerks. Couldn't, couldn't exactly <laughs> clerks because of clerks of tarantino kevin smith i was like i want to fucking work at a video store yeah but uh one they the pay they were offering me was like lower than fucking what i was making at the movie theaters to my car fucking guzzled so much gas that i was yeah, like it was like a waste it would be a waste to go there and get paid less than the place where i'm fucking currently at and then three is when i got there they told me to have a seat as there was someone else that was being interviewed oh. myself and another girl <laughs> and then i realized that they read alberto lara as alberto and laura so they thought there was oh. two people until they called me and i was like yeah i'm sitting right here and they're like Oh my god, we thought there was two people. You right then and then I was like, I'm not fucking taking this fucking yeah. job. Fuck you guys. Yeah. But you so you get hired and then you know your buddy gets hired and then there was another guy that got hired. I think there was like yeah. maybe like one or two other people that like I well there, like there was Chris that he was like one of the pre treaters, not Eastwood. No, nah, it was uh well, no, they were like printers. I don't know. But and then at some point along the line, Juan also gets hired and yeah. I remember because they were like, Oh, uh, Jacob got one of his friends hired. I thought that I thought like you and Juan, I thought that was Juan. Oh, that I knew Juan. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then no, yeah. I honestly like besides bringing my friend in, he was here briefly. I didn't know anybody. Uh, I know of people that worked here through like mutual friends and everything like that. But yeah, I just kind of like threw myself in a position where at my last job, I was working with people I had known from grammar school and everything, you know. And I kind of took a gamble to come here, mm-hmm. but it was like. To me, I was so happy not having to go back to that job that when I saw an opening to do something about with something I care about that I am genuinely interested in, I was like, okay, maybe let me see what this is about. And I felt I felt pretty good about it though. Definitely, because I mean, because especially like if you think about like 
you know, I've always talked about how, like, that was, you know, like they say with the wrestling is like, you just got to get your foot in the door. And I'm yeah. sure it's the same with the music industry. Yes. You just got to get your fucking foot in the door. And from there, it'll fucking take care of itself. If you're meant to fucking do something, it'll happen. If yeah. not, then it, hey, it just won't. And that was very much with me where, like, I remember before I started working here, like, Marty DeRosa, you know, he he would always be like, hey, do you know how to do this? Do you know how to do that? And I'm like, I can't Photoshop. I can't print. <laughs> I can't pre-treat. I can answer a fucking phone. Yeah. And so, like, you know, that's what I was yeah. like. Yeah, I was the first receptionist. Yeah. And it's, like, sort of just, like, making your way through. But, like, you mentioned, like, it's, like, there's there's the days that, you know, we all have here. It's, it's a like, job. Where it's, like, fuck. At the end of the day. But, like, at a, how many other jobs do you get to just fucking, like, oh, yeah. hey, CM Punk bought everyone pizza, you guys. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Stuff like that. And, and not only that, but, like that we can all like converse about things that we like and a lot of people here have so many things in common and uh so there's always like you know there's a lot of inside jokes you know what i mean there's a lot of like just playfulness Mm -hmm. even though it's a job and again like you say yeah we have our days there's work it's still work we have to worry about getting stuff done when stuff's messing up it's no fun for anybody it doesn't matter if it's easy or not you know so yeah uh I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because like I always see I always see things that are like red flags from jobs is when they say that it's like a family. Yeah, you know, and it's like <laughs> I see what they mean by that, but like I feel like with this, it's you know, like because the, there's yeah, different levels. I agree. You know, there's there's different levels. It's to because it. this place, like, okay, like if Walmart was like we're all a family, it's like no, you're not. You are definitely a corporation. But pro wrestling tees is just right here where we're sitting at with the people that we know, mm-hmm. you know, and and like. The people that we don't know that are like in charge too, we still see them, you know, we still cross paths with them. So it's like, but the people that are here, especially like during the wintertime when we have those crazy hours, uh, there goes that one point where everybody's brains just switch and turn to mush and your ego goes right out the door and, and everybody's just together mm-hmm. and like i never, I've never had that in any other job, any other job people, re- they try to like push your personality down <laughs> yeah you know and, what I mean? <laughs> and it's, well, especially like you look at like who's like our manager and yeah. you know it's frank in that yeah. you know he is very much like <laughs> like that you know yeah. where it's like when his brain gets fried he will come out and fuck with the rest of us and yeah. sort of try to you know rally up the troops and stuff yeah. and also it's like you know it's like i don't know any other companies where like i can go directly i can go talk to the president of the company directly about like hey you know i this is going on you know, these are my concerns. Can you help me with this? Or that I could even just like talk to. Yeah, you that know? you could see them in general. I mean, yeah. I and I like that too. They're very uh I I, I feel like they're very personable, you know. Yeah. Uh me personally, they're around my age too, so I know we all we we kinda have a lot of stuff in common. So I found it cool easier to talk to them. But uh, yeah, no nothing like anybody else I ever worked for. I mean maybe smaller companies but still like i'm i'm actually making a living here and it's with something i like you know where we get to experience nice things every once in a while shout out ryan shout out aw in general so having been here now two years what are what would you consider like some of the cooler shit you've gotten to do because that's also like another thing is like whenever we do things like every now and then you know like oh yeah you know like we're fucking you know sitting by the rig or something or having a pizza party and people are like wow i wish i could do yeah. that hey, you know i don't blame anybody for feeling that way because like you know to be honest with you i'm i'm from a forgot 
forgotten part of Chicago. It's called the East Side. Now you're from Indiana. <laughs> Everybody's with that. I'm from the East Side of Chicago, but that's the nickname because it's the East Side of the Calumet River, but it's actually the far South Side. It's the farthest part of the South Side of Chicago. So a lot of people, same thing. Like I know it's it's a joke, but people be like, East Side, you mean uh, East Chicago, Indiana? I'm like, nah. So being from that, it's kind of like uh, a lot of things we get to do are very surreal for me. Like when I was a kid, my parents, my dad didn't necessarily want to take me to events. I went to like Windy City Pro Wrestling a lot because he worked with the owner of the company, mm -hmm. you know, but like I never got to go to the Bulls games. I never got to go to wrestling. I never got to go to concerts or anything like that until I was older and I'd buy stuff for myself. But when you don't have a good job and you got other things to worry about, you know, you can't. So then all of a sudden I find myself here and we get to sit in like the front row. We get to go to the suites and everything we get to go to the parties you know and actually like some of the people know who we are because they see us when we come in here or stuff like that i mean it's just really like an honor to be here mm -hmm. i i do truly appreciate it and i don't take it for granted because i know other other people do wish they were in the position you know but yeah i i'll never forget i think i think the first event i went to was when punk debuted if I'm not mistaken. So probably, yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to think like, yeah, there like, wouldn't have been I any started, other wrestling. When I started COVID was going on. So yeah. I didn't even like expect anything. I was just like, let me just get in here, you know, and have a job I like, like I said. So when that happened, you know, I was, I was in awe because the only time I was at the United center, I was on 300 sections and I'm on the floor and it's a rumor that punk's debuting and then he comes out and I'm like, man, he's the reason I got back into wrestling. And so that was like, wow, I, I couldn't believe it. Like the little kid in me was just mind that, blown. <laughs> that is an event, especially because, again, you know, just this past week, uh, like having worked with him. Like I so that was one of those things where I was like I was like talking about it today with like with my therapist where um, like we like we ended our session. And it's funny because it's always like it's like how do you want to end it do you want to talk about like what you're grateful for or yeah. he has like these things with quotes that we always just fucking laugh because it's like they're always these like live love laugh quotes <laughs> like it's never like both and both of us fucking just make fun of live it. laugh limp biscuit live laugh limp biscuit but like i was like you know what? i was like let's do like gratuity i was like because i'm i was like you know i was like i'm really grateful for like you, you know i was like i was like this i was like c2e so i was like it's fucking cool i was like i'm going through my own shit i was like and as much as i like i was like I just want to be fucking sad and emo. It's like, yes. no, it's like you are, you are the, there is this fucking person who is such a big fucking deal to so many people yeah. that they are coming specifically to this event, paying their hard earned money just to say hi to him or just yeah. take a picture with him. And guess what? You get to fucking hang out with this yeah, dude. You just get for, to be there for all three day, days. Experience what they want. And on top of, <laughs> and on top of that, at the end of the day, they're like, here is a paycheck. Yeah. for getting to do this you know yeah. so it's one of those it's like again very sur surreal for me because like yeah. i i don't get into wrestling until about like 12 and then i sort of like eh, like you know eddie dies and i'm kind of just like oh yeah. i don't want to do wrestling anymore but then punk comes in and then i'm just like it's okay a, it's a shift <laughs> very much like feel like a, it's a, a new beginning almost yeah so and that is a show that like that specific the the united center show one that i will constantly go back and just yeah. rewatch because it's like you mentioned like like i 
I knew, you know, like I knew he was coming back. Yeah. You know, and I, I think everybody had a hunch. Some people did actually know here, but yeah. yeah. Like it was one of those things where it's like, I knew, I knew because like I walked into Ryan's office and saw the design and then, you know, <laughs> right. I, like I remember telling Dave, I was just like, oh, hey, I was like, I saw that CM Punk design. It looks really cool. And he was like, really? And I was like, no, but now you fucking have to <laughs> you show. You sold it. You know? Yeah. And so again, it's like one of those things. And, and that was one of those things that I loved too, that like, I had so many, you know, like so many of my friends are there that I'm yeah. just like, oh my God. Like, it's going to be, like, I remember Juan fucking drunk, took yeah, his shirt took off. Yeah, took his shirt off. And he was turning it around. Turning, I mean, it was, I know it was emotional. Raul, I think, he shed a yeah, tear. Yeah, Raul was crying. Yeah. Like, and that, that was fucking. But it, it was special, yeah. And I think too that like, because you're someone like me and that like, you're a Chicago kid. Yes, you definitely, know? yeah. Like, it, this is funny because you mentioned how people are always saying, like, oh, you're from, like, oh, Indiana or whatever. Yeah. And I'm sure that pisses you off yes. in the same way that, <laughs> that it pisses me off when it's someone's like, yeah, I'm from I'm from Chicago. It's like, oh, what part? Like, uh, Naperville? And I'm just like, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, no, man. I, I went to Chicago public schools. I went to Gallery 37 uh, during my senior year of high school. You know, I would always be out here going to all the venues. Fireside was one of my favorites, Metro. So I'm like, you know, I, I definitely have ties to Indiana. I've definitely been in bands with people with Northwest Indiana and everything. But like, my, I me, got all my ties me personally, I'm from Chicago. I feel, you know what I mean? That's, mm -hmm. that's who I am to the core. So yeah, like to see punk, man. And, and it was really surreal too, because like, so you're saying you got it like you were 12 years old when i was uh i want to say around four or five years old we were in california my cousins were truckers they took us to a truck stop and he was like hey who i'll buy you a toy whatever you want they just had a rack and it was like really only wrestling toys uh -huh. so i got hillbilly jim and uh big john stud and i didn't really know who they were but you know i'm they were thumb wrestlers. You'd stick your thumbs in them and whatever. And then one day, Superstars comes on TV. And I'm like, oh, this is what this is. Uh -huh. And my association. So I got really into it. And then um, when I was getting older, <clears throat> the same year that Michael Jordan retired, Shawn Michaels was like lost his smile or whatever. And I was like, man, I, I started falling off on it. The NWO started happening. And I, I really picked it back up. But then, you know, getting out of high school and everything, I fell out of love. And then punk comes back. And the only reason I find out is because of one of my old singers. He's like, hey, man, remember when you still watch all the old school VHS? Because I collect Coliseum home videos and everything mm -hmm. like that. He's like, there's this new dude and he's a punk. And he's like us, dude. He's like, he's like somebody we'd know, like for real, like it's different. Watch. And I saw him and immediately I, was, I felt connected. Not just obviously him being from chicago but yeah he's a punk he, he seems like the henry rollins of wrestling to me you know and then so he retires i kind of fall out of love i think finn brought me back after mm -hmm. a while you know i started seeing all the new japan the bullet club and stuff then i end up here and nev nobody ever thinks punk's gonna come back we i, I think we met i met him before yeah, because he, he came to. He, he comes came in like through, every yeah. every other month, and I, I was like, really like, wow. First of all, it was surreal. We actually have a friend in common too, because I had a friend. Me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, so my my friend that got me back into wrestling, my singer at the time, he actually passed away. So that was our big bond was wrestling. So you know, meeting Punk here that was crazy to begin with taking a picture with him i was just like man like 
this is really cool. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be here, but also like, wow, mm -hmm. I'm taken back. And then him debuting and being like, technically, I know that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. Like, and, and all of this, like, I, I want to share it with my friends type of thing. You know? No, I mean? for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, again, it, it's, it's very like, it's funny. You say like he, he leaves and stuff like I, in when he leaves that day, I like, cause I, I was, I was already out of like high school. I think I was like, I think I, I had just started film school. I was, I was like 19, 20 or whatever. And I remember myself and my girlfriend, we, we'd been dating like almost two years to that point. Uh, she breaks up with me. Oh, we have a very bad breakup. No. And I'm just like, oh, you know what? I was like, it's all right. I have, at least I have wrestling to turn to. And I remember like going online like an hour later and it's like CM Punk gone from WWE. And I was like, yeah. fantastic great my heart breaks twice today. yeah i was just like no i lost the one i love the most and they're like you don't know cynthia might come back and i was like what no i'm talking about punk what the fuck are you talking about um yeah no and that is cool because again like this weekend that was like that's a thing a lot of people were telling him like i was a laps fan i was a laps fan and now they're you know they're back because yeah, of him and like definitely. that's pretty cool another thing i did want to touch on so you mentioned so what you're four or five years old when, yeah. you, when you first start watching yeah i i got to see hulk hogan in his prime you know i got to watch him ultimate warrior uh macho man because if, if anyone knows you you have uh some some nice 80s uh wrestling stuff on your leg oh yeah tattooed. definitely yeah i got the old school wwf classic tattoo and i got a ultimate warriors logo Shawn michaels uh broken heart logo macho man sunglasses and uh bret hart's skull with the wings and everything so yeah i got to see all that i got to see the rockers i got to see the rockers break up i got to see sean with sherry sean with luna you know like uh I, I think i talked about this before but yeah i mean like i i loved Shawn michaels he really like that was my guy i tr i loved all the wrestlers of that era though like stone cold bret hart uh the rock obviously later on but you know i got to see like the shift into the attitude era and then so when it started to get pg it was a little but punk broke that you know he mm -hmm. he, he kind of like made it more real for me like well if a guy like this is out there you never know like which is funny to me because like so again because i like i start watching like 2004 and stuff and like the guys i was like i was watching was you know the the jericho ben yeah. was guerrero like those like and see I, I saw them coming up too mm -hmm. so like you're seeing them in their prime i i was like i was watching them and i was like these guys are cool but i didn't realize the great yeah it was, it was like know? it was it was those dudes like the smaller dude which is funny to say like smaller because yeah. You know, like punk is like a smaller guy till you stand next to him and you're like, oh, yeah, shit. You're, he's yeah. very tall. <laughs> but of course, anyone standing next to fucking Randy Orton or John Cena is going to look fucking tiny. Yeah. But like, especially so, me. Especially you. <laughs> so, like, do you prefer like the big fucking ultimate warrior type of dudes or are you more like, no, give me a, give me a nice slim otter like fucking Finn Balor? You know, as a kid, I liked Ultimate Warrior because it was exactly what they said it was. It was a comic book come to life, mm -hmm. and I'm seeing all these characters. But as an adult, I do like – they don't even necessarily have to be uh, Finn Balor small, you know, mm -hmm. but just the guys that are more athletic. Like when I see people doing more athletic stuff, and I don't even mean flips or anything, just like a lot of chain wrestling, a lot of off-the-ropes stuff and everything like that, it's more, you know, entertaining because like – I look 
at wrestling almost the same as I do music. You know, it's like you're singing me a song with your match, you know, and I, I'm like, I, I don't care if the whole set list sucks. There's a certain like genopassoir or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. Yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> so, it. sometimes yeah. some people just execute, and I love to see that. You know, put on a show. Let me see this show. There's and, some musicians where you're like, I don't even, I don't even know what set list they have. Yeah. I know it's gonna be a fucking banger. Yeah, banger and if after not, banger. It'll at least be passable. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so like a lot of these wrestlers are almost their own band, you know, and then whoever they're playing with there is their opener or whatever. If we're talking metaphors here. But, yeah, I mean, obviously I love Finn Balor. He's really clean. But, again, I have a thing about identity. Like, Shawn Michaels, rock and roll to me. You know what I mean? Even Bret Hart, pretty rock and roll to me. Uh, punk, punk as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and then we got Finn, you know, the rock and roller, real rock and roller. So, you know, I feel like I love rock and roll. Kenny Omega, obviously, he even got it, that style, too. It's funny because, like, with me, it's, it's one of those – it's very much like you mentioned, like I, cause there are some people where it's like, and there's some people that there's a few people who can get away with it where it's like, what's their gimmick that they're a fucking cool wrestler. <laughs> you know, you got your Brian yeah. Danielson, your Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Like those kinds they're of guys. They're just cool. Where it's just, like, they're just they cool it. and they're wrestlers, yeah. you know, but like you have other guys, like you met, like to me, Shinsuke Nakamura, he, in, he was just instantly yeah. one of my fucking favorites because I saw him make his fucking, I believe it was like Wrestle Kingdom. It was him versus Kota Ibushi. I forget which one it is. But he comes out with this fucking crown and this giant cape. Yeah, and I was and like, he sells it. He, like, he, he hot dogs his way. Oh, yeah. And just is like, look at me. You I know, am a king. Exactly. And I'm just like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. <laughs> I'm like, but this is my new fucking dude. And that's why to me where it's like, you can be a big dude you know but it's like if you look at like yeah. i mean more so before he became like gunther but like walter like walter was just he is a giant fucking austrian dude who yeah. treats this like a god like it is the yeah. goddamn military i mean i i know the references and kind of tweak people out but imperium was cold blooded to me yeah. i was like that's cool that's uniform you believe that they're evil the mat is that they, sacred that they don't care they, they only care about wrestling they'll fight fair but you know they want dominance and i'm like all right and, and that's the, that's pretty cool you know you have to have a it's the pageantry yeah and the persona for me because that's that, that's the thing with me where it's like i again like i'm very i am now very biased towards large big boy wrestlers like that because it's like I don't want to see an almost. Yeah, you know, it's like what 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 the fuck do I care about almost when you have someone who's like, uh, you know, you have big guys like like a Brody King, yeah, or a fucking Keith Lee, like these big dudes who it's like, yeah, they're tall, they can fucking do this shit, like they, yeah, they got that it. They're down. also agile, yeah, and, and they're, they, they, they can work the ring. They're not they're, just like we're strong, like Braun Strowman, like get these hands, like I I liked his look to a point. I think he got a lot more jacked, but. You know, when he got on the mic, I was just like... <sighs> the only thing about him that I liked is when he accidentally potatoed Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. In and that fatal four-way, and he's just... Need him in the face. Oh, yeah. Boom, yeah. And it's like seeing that in slow-mo. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. Because again, even to me, where it's like seeing just how, it, like how wrestling is sort of, you know, because it's like, again, you haven't been a long-time WWE fan. And like for a long time, I, like, I was the same thing. It's like... I feel like we're sort of those people were like we're sort of out of the WWE brain, you know, yeah. where you can sort of look at everything because, yeah, it's like you see some people's opinions on stuff and it's just like, oh man, they fucking got you, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I notice a lot of people have opinions about wrestling, 
But the fact of the matter is, is none of them are wrestlers. You know what I mean? And uh, me, it's it's like somebody telling me how to write a song. You know what I mean? And telling some, and but they don't know how to even play a note. And they're telling wrestlers like how this should be played out. Like even if it's like writing stuff, well, there's professionals there. You know what I mean? So like when I get to watch AEW, what I like about that is it, it's like a FUBU for us by us of wrestlers, you know? Mm-hmm. And you could you could see where the difference is. And up until extremely recently, WWE was just a formula where it was just it's the like, same show beating yeah, being ridden over and like, over. Yeah. It was like, okay, do you want to go to McDonald's? Or do you want to go to this local spot that specializes in this and that? And you're like, well, that sounds way better. So. Exactly. Like, like <laughs> listen, clearly McDonald's knows how to make a fucking yeah. hamburger. They've been doing it for fucking yeah. over 100 years. And, and they're always going to make their money. And it's mm-hmm. that's fine. People are still going to go there. But I want to check this out. This is new and, and it has new flavors. And it seems more homemade, you know, more uh, special to them. And then some, so. and sometimes you're like, yeah. And the cook, you, the cook, that cook used to work at. He used to cook at the. <laughs> yeah. He used to cook with McDonald's for a little bit. They, they didn't value him as much as they should have. But you know, you fucking, you put that yeah. guy in the kitchen and he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do feel like WWE. Maybe it's a work. I don't know, but it seems like since Triple H is in charge of a creative. They are switching up some stuff. So. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, there's definitely, you can definitely tell in some instances where it's like, oh, Champa wins two matches in one night and then yeah. Ricochet wins a match and then Shayna Baszler wins a match. Like, yeah. you the, know, there's, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. There's clearly things that are like happening. There's some comeuppance behind but the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely still some things where it's like, they got to work those kinks out. And that's fine. Like, I fully, with that, I fully expect within like the next few months for them to just be like, Hey, check us out! They're all all brand new, all WWE. You know, like, cause it's that. Cause you got to figure it's like a lot of these people are probably fucking like conditioned, or it's like, but Vince wouldn't like that, and it's like, but he doesn't work here. They're like, yeah, but he wouldn't like that. Yeah, he wouldn't like if he did that. I mean, I understand that some people were probably under his, um, you know, hold. Or whatever, whatever you want to call it, they, they was, he was probably like, you know, their security blanket. Like, well, I'll just listen to him and I'll keep my job. And now they're scared. But the fact of the matter is, it's a long time coming because it's been so long of the same regurgitated product where like so many people were complaining. And I was like, like I said, I know wrestling fans have opinions, but some things are just right there in front of your face. Like, they're, they were gearing more towards kids, and that's fine. I know you want to build a future fan base but you're kind of losing people at some point well because you think about it too when you were a kid because the same thing when i was a kid same thing that a fucking whoever right now has with my nephew with my godson if 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 you if if it's up to you if you turn on the tv and you know it's like here there's two things you can watch this one that is specifically aimed for you it's a kid it's a cartoon you have arthur you can watch arthur or you can watch uh, this episode of, uh, you know, of Family Guy where <laughs> you shouldn't be watching it even though it's a cartoon because they're going to yeah. make some jokes that are in little inappropriate. You know, and it's like, and I'll leave it up to you. Like, you're probably going to yeah. want to watch. I'm going to be like, I think I've seen Arthur before. <laughs> let's, let's check exactly. this out. Exactly. You know, it's like you can watch the brave little toaster or you can watch fucking Predator. It's up to you. <laughs> and, you know, because it's like, 
because it's that. It's like when yeah. you're a kid, it's like, sure, there will be some things aimed directly for you that are going to be your fucking thing. You know, you're going to watch yeah. a Power Rangers or, or fucking yeah, G.I. You Joe. Like, and you're like, hell yeah, this age is. group. Yeah. But then also sometimes you're going to be like, well, the, all the cool, all the older cool kids, they really like that fucking, they really like that. Can I like that? Yeah. And they're like, can. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it, it's. It, uh, yeah. They're. There's nothing wrong. Like if some people are going to prefer that. And like, obviously I'll still watch the pay-per-views and everything. And you know, I, I don't try to like care so much, but to me, AEW is very exciting. Uh, a lot of it is because some of the people that I don't know, you know, are always pretty impressive. And then again, like you say, the, okay, maybe this person cooked at McDonald's and they're actually working at this five-star restaurant now. Well, that's the same thing, too, is you've seen people that were, like, on the indies. Like, they didn't even get to WWE, and they're already shining. And that's really cool to see, like, uh, as an entertainer myself, like, I appreciate that for people because I know they put in a lot of work to get to that point, and, you know, it shows. So, yeah, I, I, I mean... WWE is super talented. Don't get me wrong. They got some high-class talent. On top of a billion fucking dollars. To, yes. Even if these, even if they're not that great, we have a production team that will make them look like a billion fucking <laughs> exactly. dollars. Exactly. But I'm always going to root for the underdog. So, like, and, you know, I mean, and hey, like, that's how I feel. And the way I always say it, if fucking, if... Uh, you know, Triple H putting on fucking awesome shows is going to make Tony get on his fucking, you know, put his fucking A game forward yeah. and vice versa. Awesome. Hey, we have win. a war. Exactly. You know? we're, it we're, worked out before at some point. So we're, we're the ones that win in that e- equation. Yeah. Um, so another thing we started, we've brushed on it. We've talked about is that you're a musician. Yes. I am someone who I have always wanted to play the piano and could fucking never do it with any instrument. Really? Like I've had, you, you know, just don't have the attention span for it or, I don't know. Listen, I probably got dropped on my head one too no, many times. I doubt uh, but like again, you've been playing along with, you know, wrestling being a fucking thing. Music has been a huge part of your whole life too, huh? Yeah. I, uh, I started basically, I picked up a guitar when I was like nine years old, but I only, so you're better than me. Huh? <laughs> well, at the guitar, <laughs> I mean, but no, um, yeah, I mean, my whole family is full of musicians. Uh, my mom and dad, they both played in bands when I was growing up, but like my mom, my tias, they had like groups that they sang, like they dressed like the Supremes and they had full bands behind them and everything. Mm-hmm. My mom lived in Hollywood for a long time and she was a singer. Uh, she'd played like all the cool places out there, like Whiskey A Go Go and places like that, and would win Battle of the Bands and that's how she would survive. Really? Like it was like that's that was pretty entertaining, you know, but Eventually, they all left. They came back, and my mom and dad met and tried to have normal lives. But he ended up working for the city. She started eventually working for the schools. So they were playing music all the time, and I was just, like, not interested. But um, my cousin, he showed me Smells Like Teen Spirit one day on our big speaker. He pressed play, and it just, like, it clicked. You know, like, I felt a connection. I was like, this sounds like nothing my parents are playing. This is something that... I feel, mm-hmm. I, I feel this, you know? So I went back and started messing with my guitar more and eventually started a band. And, you know, some bands would end then I'd go into another band and everything like that. But one thing that's constant is I've always been a songwriter. I've always loved to play music. And, and I'm a sad boy. 
I mean, there's no denying that. I'm not afraid to admit it. I know I have my moods, but that does help. You know, it's a it's a therapy. I even recently noticed that the less I play shows, the well music music in general, the less I play, it's like it's almost like a tension inside. And then when I play, I I don't even realize it's there. Sometimes I let it all out, and it just feels great. So. I'll admit music broke my heart because I tried so hard to do it and we came so close and put everything we had in it. We didn't quit our jobs. We just focused on that and it didn't happen. So I kind of fell out of love with it for a while. But like I said, realizing how much it actually means to my spirit as a person, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I never stopped. So I'm in a band now called East Moon. It's myself, my wife, uh, Tara, one of our first my first guitar players ever this dude tony a bass player from our last band uh his name's eric and then we got a drummer from uh he's in another band but we've known him for a while crossing paths type of thing his name's dj and so yeah we are east moon and that's our that's our handle at we are east moon but we're called east moon if anybody's interested we got videos on youtube and everything like that yeah I, I like that you say that because i like uh, you know, of course, like I, again, like I took two months off cause I was sort of like going through my own shit. And it yeah. was one of those things where I remember I was like, I was still doing the Patreon stuff cause I was just like, maybe you I, felt a little obligated even. Uh, yeah. It, it was a little bit of that. And then the, my buddies were doing a chair, a 24 hour charity stream where they were having like half hour blocks or yeah, like half hour blocks where they were, you know, just different people. They were yeah. raising money for yeah. like children's cancer i believe it was and i raising the money to give kids cancer yeah it was fucked up i was like (laughs) usually this is to prevent and or you know help kids with cancer and they're like nope not (laughs) us that's not what this one's for not what this one is um (laughs) no you know they were doing that and i you you know and of course because last year they did it and they it was 12 hours and they you know they had approached me and asked me and stuff like that and i knew they knew i was sort of taking a break and so, like, obviously, they didn't ask, but I was, I was talking. It was, remember, it was my birthday. And one of them, Martin, he reached out. He was like, hey, happy birthday. You know, hope you're doing good and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, if you need somebody, like, I'm glad to fucking help out, especially because it's like. Yeah, it's for a good it, cause, it, too. On top of, like, you know, some, as someone who has to make content, after a while, you just fucking run out of ideas. Yeah. And, and I'm like, if you guys are doing this for 24 hours, I'll fucking help. And. I remember it was that it was one, it's always easier for me. It's always easier for me when I'm not the one interviewing because, you know, usually it's just people asking me shit or people just talking yeah. to me. And like, of course I got the fucking boom, boom, boom. I got the stories, like all the stories ready in the chamber, ready to go. <laughs> and like, I did that with them. And it was one of those things where, again, it was only half hour, I think maybe 15, even probably even 15 minutes, 15 minutes to like half an hour. And like, if they would have been like, oh, no, unfortunately, like, you know, uh, Jacob Taos, our next guest, he had to cancel. I would have been like, well, guess what, Let's fellas? Let's keep going. Let's keep, keep fucking rolling, going. Partner. And that was sort of one of those things where I was like, you know, where I, like kind of like how you were just like, you know, you kind of like broken heart. You were just yeah. like, this is I don't want to do this anymore. And then you're like, oh, you know what? No, this is definitely what was keeping me happy. Like, yeah, I thought. I thought I was happy doing this because of who I was doing it with. And then I was like, oh, no, I was just happy doing this. So, yeah. like, when, when you say that, I, can ver- I very much can, like, relate to that. Because it's like I've always said, like, 
I've never been under the assumption like I'm gonna be the next Joe Rogan. Yeah. Would if someone was like, "Hey, we're gonna pay you fucking thousands of dollars to fucking come podcast our art network," I'd be like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it," you know. But <laughs> yeah, the- there's always that back of your head thing. Like I said, like I'm gonna keep playing. Like just because, see, the thing was we got close, so that broke my heart. But that doesn't make it impossible. That well, just what means- do you mean by you got close? Like, so there was a point in time where you know I had all these different bands coming up and everything like that finally i get to this one band we were called standing on the shoulders of giants that band for some reason it's one of those instances where everything fell into place we uh we went through member changes then we found a group and everybody worked we play we practiced like four times a week we spent so much time together we were so it was like a brotherhood you know tara wasn't in the band but she would come she would sell our merch she'd make stuff for us to just sell for extra money and everything like we're some like you know modern day hippies if you want to call Mm -hmm. it you know and we hook up with these other guys they're building a studio and they want to start a record label so we start recording with them and we're next thing we know we're shooting you know we're doing photo shoots we're uh taking out ad space we're getting submitted to these blogs we're like all of a sudden on the front page of this site at this time called pure volume and uh there was another alternative punk.net which was a at, at these times like they were like good spots to be in and then we're having meetings with labels over the internet in person and everything like that and all of them saying the same thing well you guys are really really talented but the machine of the music industry but what else can you bring us but what else is going on with you guys and we're like dude we literally spent so much money and time and literally sacrificed our lives but they don't know us anything mm-hmm. like that's just how it works that's there's so there's you're the 10th person 10th yeah. people they've talked to that day yeah that exactly story. exactly so when we kept drudging along with that it, it eventually fell apart you know because then we're getting older and we're all realizing our own like mistakes and like things we did sacrifice now we're all feeling wait like we got to go backwards so more member changes happened and that totally killed that vibe and the band ended up breaking up so those guys were like brothers to me so when that broke up for a while i was just like man i really can't believe this like i thought i was going to be in this band forever you know and I don't like writing music by myself. You know, a lot of people are like, well, you can sing and play guitar or, you know, they know that I write music, but it's like, it's not the same. Like you can sit by yourself and, you know, think of questions for interviews and everything like that. But if you don't have the podcast and you're not interviewing people, it's kind of like after a while, writing those questions are going to break your heart too. Well, e- Because even it's like, then, what is the point? Why well, am I even doing this? Well, even then last week... <laughs> So because last week, because we did, you know, we had C2E2, like I was swamped all fucking week last week. So I literally had the, I had no time to record anything. And I was like, oh, that's cousin Jeremy Sunday. But that Sunday we, we, again, having to break everything, do all, it was like so tired. And I was like, I'm not going to bother. And then finally, like I get home and I was, cause at first I was like, you know, I was like, I'll wait till tomorrow. But then I was like, ah, fuck. I was like, I know Jeremy can't tomorrow. I was like, it's fine. I'll just record by myself. And, you know, it's like I sit down and I'm just like, you're like, man, all right, I want to I do something with this. Yeah, I'm like, I was like, I wanted to record. And I'm like, let me see how long I can go. And I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm just like, I'm in my own head of like, 
you're literally talk, like no one's gonna want to fucking hear you just talk <laughs> to yourself for 40 minutes and i look down and i'm like oh no it's been six minutes like i ran through everything that i had to say in six minutes like oh, what the fuck what am i gonna do next so i get what you mean by that though yeah i mean so at some point i came back to it and i had another band that didn't really pan out um so this band kind of stemmed at the very end of that band but then COVID happened and then so immediately i started getting discouraged again like man COVID's gonna happen but whatever happened as soon as things started getting lifted these guys were still like let's let's go i i miss you guys you know we all missed each other me and tara set up our practice space you know because we had nothing but time and we're like, let's go, let's 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 do this. And we got together, and within a couple of weeks, we wrote like double the songs we wrote the first time. And so, you know, COVID kind of like made a little rocky for us, but still, I'm back to where I love what I'm doing, and uh, it's fun. And I'm mostly doing it for fun. Obviously, there's a little bit in the back of my head where I'm like, I know I'm capable of getting noticed it's happened so there's still that want for you know the recognition you Mm -hmm. know everybody wants that exactly yeah like i've like i've talked like i've I've talked fucking so much about it where it's like i enjoy sitting down with the jeff chariots and the young bucks and the matt cardona's to talk to them about whatever the fuck it is that they're doing but also it's a lot more fun sitting down talking with like you or nick or jeremy you know it's like because like you mentioned it's like yes i am everything is timing everything in life is fucking timing you know like there's happened yes like there's never there was never going to be any executive that walked up to your door and was like hey do you know any fucking uh (laughs) rock bands that we can fucking you guys playing upstairs i'm a tennessee lord (laughs) yeah i'm i own a small record company (laughs) called uh sony uh y'all y'all playing music like, like it's just, the end of wayne's world <laughs> exactly the end of wayne's world is never going to no. happen you know so you just had a sort of and, and like that's why like with people because i mean and i'm sure it's the same with you or people ask you all the time about starting bands people talk to me all the time about like podcasts and it's like just do it yeah like just fucking do Definitely. it and guess what nobody's gonna fucking listen at first nobody yeah. might ever listen but it, it's like it do it because you love it and because you want to do it because then when people do start listening no one's gonna listen to your music and be like oh this was clearly he was just trying to make a fucking radio single it's gonna yeah. be like oh no clearly this was yeah there's there's sections you know there's like a character build to it yeah i i agree like definitely do it and uh try not to care about what other people think obviously which is always hard like it's i know we say easy. that but it's no. like <laughs> like i saw something where like william regal was like uh he's like i went up to wrestlers backstage and i told them what do you care about what twitter has to say and it's like yeah i get that where it's like because like i'm some weirdo where it's like i remember uh like a few months back where i was like i was starting all this shit with like the dude over at like what a maneuver oh yeah you know and it was one of those things where i was like listen i was like i fucking message the dude like i'm the type of person like if i got a problem with someone i always try to address the fucking problem you know yeah, you like, want to get it resolved exactly and sometimes it gets resolved sometimes it doesn't it depends on the fucking person you right, know right. sometimes you know and i remember like messaging this fucking dude over at like what a maneuver and and you know and i was like what's up like what's the like what's the issue here like 
you know and why can't we seem to end this <laughs> yeah like what is it like i remember i was like is it is it is it because we sit from i was like i will get you front row tickets for nashville if if that is your big fucking gripe i will get you those front row tickets dude like let's squash the beef and didn't want to and i remember like you know so i just i still sat there talking all my shit and i remember i had like people that were like oh you should leave it and i'm just like should i care what a bunch of strangers that i've never met who i don't care about what they have to say yeah no but like does it bother me when someone's fucking talking their shit like yeah yeah it it doesn't matter who it is uh I, i think with the strangers it's just the fact that like you're reading it i know that's weird but it's like you're reading it and you're like damn this is like real somebody's really saying this shit to me oh on top of i'm sure you like kind of makes you like i don't know like the hair is in the back because you're like who else saw this like because this is like this isn't private i'm sure you could read feedback that someone leaves for your band you could read a hundred posts that are like we love eastman they're fucking great (laughs) yeah oh my god they're the best and then one person will be like they fucking suck and you'll sit there and be like why did Samantha from Albuquerque think that we suck so yeah. much? I it, yeah, I, I feel the I totally can uh, agree with that. I've I've had time, times where that's happened. I mean, and I feel like it happens throughout life just because the internet exists. Mm-hmm. You know, you you always will come across something. You're, so it's like yeah, take it with a grain of salt. But everybody has their moments, of like where you're like definitely like. I'm going to say something. <laughs> I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And like, you know, it's a whole, Yeah, it I'm, turns into a whole thing. <laughs> I'm very much like when, because again, like I, I'd like to think I'm like a chill person, you know, like I don't fucking like, you're not trying to look. No, for, like yeah. it's, it's like, uh, like Nick talked about it on his podcast. It's like, there's, we all know that person. There's always a person who, whenever there's some sort of confrontation without fucking even trying to like, resolve the issue they are fucking putting these fists up as if they're some sort of fighter pulling their pants up and it's like i've never been that person you know (laughs) but it's like i'm very much a person where it's like i will sit there and i'll run my fucking mouth you know where it's like yeah if i like i've you know and i'm sure it's like you've been in a scenario sometimes where it's like all right i know if i talk shit to this dude he's probably gonna walk up and punch me in my fucking mouth yeah well but at the same time, it's like you sometimes you see people and it's like, oh, this guy's a f- I, I can run my mouth as much as they are. And they are never going to fucking say anything. They're never going to fucking do anything. And we're both giant pussies. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely see what you're saying there, because like, to be honest. So, like I said, I grew up on the far south side and where I'm at, like growing up, like me being in a band, like there was an alternative kids where I was from, you know, like. It was mostly the kids I was going to school with and everything were gangbangers or at least if not, they were into hip hop and everything like that. So they were acting hard, too. So I I was a product of my environment to where, like, you know, sometimes they say you can take your boy out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the boy. Mm -hmm. That's how it is with me sometimes. And uh, but I know that, like, always in the back of my head, I always tried to fight that. But I've definitely been in situations where you don't even have to say something to somebody and they're already starting to fight with you. And then you just have to fight. So like, I definitely try to avoid stuff. I feel like I am the type that can talk stuff out, but I'm also used to the situations where people don't want to talk. And then it's like, all right, well, that's what we got to do. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I have had my fair share of fisticuffs, but, uh, 
and even being in hardcore bands because those a lot of those dudes would treat that stuff like metal kids too treat it like gang mentality i remember one time playing a show with metal bands and hardcore bands and hardcore kids were hardcore dance and the metal kids were push moshing and that turned into a big fight over no talking it was these metal kids pushed over a punk kid and then it turned into a whole brawl and you know you're just in the middle of it to where you're like oh man i just gotta i guess i'm in a fight now Which, dude, that, like that's so <laughs> wild like uh what do you call it yeah it was maybe like two weeks ago now there was like some music festival and uh god's hate brody's band yeah yeah they were performing (laughs) and mind you i um this was back in like february i think it was me and jeremy after like it was remember there's like giant blizzard here oh Um, yeah there's this like giant blizzard and i remember after the show uh it was, it was supposed to be me and my ex, but it wound up being me and Cousin Jeremy. Cousin Jeremy wound up being my date instead. Nice. We went to... Nice date. Yeah. <laughs> we went to uh, Pequot's, and I took uh, Brody and, and Dan Housen. Romantic. Very romantic. And they brought two of their friends who... Uh, those two friends had been in hardcore bands. And so it was basically just like me, Jeremy, and Dan Housen listening to them tell these fucking sto- <laughs> like these horror stories about like, yeah. you know, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you just get the shit beat out of you yeah. for no other reason other than like, I've seen it. <sighs> well, you're in that hardcore band and we're in this one. But then like watching that video yeah. where it's like all the shit that's going on and like my godfather, Jesus, he's like, uh, He's like, he's like, yeah, you ready to go? When he's like, when they finally come here, we'll go. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess so. I we'll like, have fuck. to give it a shot. Yeah, I was like, I, I guess it's more fun from the stage. Like, I, I remember quite a bit of shows where things pop off. I'm sure I can go on all day. But one really notable one was there was this place we used to play. It was an Eagles Club, and it was just a basement. It was probably like the size of the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, most bar. of the, most of those Eagles clubs yeah. are fucking not a huge place at all. And they must have packed like 120 kids in there or more. And so we're playing to the point where people are kind of like toppled over us. And the name of the event was Royal Rumble, blah, blah, blah. You know, Summer Royal Rumble. I don't even remember. But um, for whatever reason, we were feeling ourselves. And there was a steel chair. Somebody said, (laughs) this is the Royal Rumble. Let's open up this pit. Threw the chair in there. And dudes started chair shotting each other like just they opened up a circle in that pit and they were just chair shots i mean dudes were just bleeding and we're just like rocking out we're just playing like heavy metal you know (laughs) and it was it's for us that stuff was fun but it's it's a learning experience too because after a while you're like man i don't know if i could be around this all the time you know it's a little stressful too (laughs) yeah because i you know because again it's like i see you know, I, I see like Brody post those videos and it's like, yeah, you are a six foot six monster. You could have beat the <laughs> fuck out of all yeah. of these people. I'm surprised. Like they even like waited when he's stage dived. I, I, I was, was like, like, wow. There is, if you watch. It was graceful though. It was a very graceful. Well, hey, event. brother knows how to, your yeah. brother knows how to do a dive. Should, you know? Should. Yeah. No, I watched that and I'm just like, if I fucking looked up and saw, and saw fucking Brody King jumping at me, I'm like. <laughs> nope there'd be no way uh but jacob i mean there's so much more that we can talk about and you're definitely gonna be someone oh, that we're sure. gonna have back on and stuff because again this will have been this is first official time on here you would have already heard on friday you know us talking some bill and ted and of course that was excellent in itself and excellent. that movie does have two sequels i haven't watched the third one. 
Oh, okay. Well, then you got to get on. Yeah, that there one. you go. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely. <laughs> I have might you. have to rewatch it too, though. I've seen it a couple of times, but the third one. Yeah, but I mean, the first two I know back of my hand. Well, the second one. Oh, I've already. I would have already told the story about the second one, how I got it at a Pizza Hut. But I. Right. The one, yeah, they'll have to listen. Yeah, to you'll that. have to listen yeah. to that and hear how Pizza Hut ties into my. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't, you will. Yeah, if you did it, you will. Uh, if people want to hear more from you, if you want, if you want to check out your band and stuff like that, where can they find you? Okay, so uh, my at is Lil Grungy, L-I-L Grungy, G-R-U-N-G-Y. Um, and then our band is East Moon at We Are East Moon on Instagram and Twitter or Facebook. We're just East Moon. If you want to watch, we have a live. It's old at this point, but we're coming out with our EP uh, in the next couple of months. It's getting mixed and mastered right now. Um, so we'll be on Spotify and everything like that under East Moon. But besides that, YouTube, we have uh, East Moon Apartment Sessions live set. If you type East Moon Band or East Moon Chicago or something, I'm sure we'll pop up. We got four songs, so you could check us out. But other than that, we have clips on our Instagram and everything like that. So I appreciate uh, you let me talk my shit of course hey and if they want to <laughs> hire you for here. weddings and bar mitzvahs, and bar mitzvahs. yeah real. you could also do that but uh yeah thank you brother let's go fucking let's yeah. go see what's going on on dynamite right now all right let's go <laughs> appreciate you thank you again to jacob toss for that wonderful interview uh definitely someone i'm gonna have back on like um you know especially now that we'll have like the the live studio apartment no no no, not apartment live studio sort of setup maybe we'll get him to play some instruments maybe we're gonna play a song live for us you know again he's a pretty badass uh you know musician so (laughs) yeah shout out shout out to him shout out to that um another shout out to the wonderful patrons of the show again without them uh this uh, like bigger office means more rent so uh you guys are definitely helping that as uh, all the money f- from this for this really just goes right. It, it goes right back into this. You know, I'd like to be like, yeah, I've got a nice little pot of Patreon money I'm sitting on, so I can, you know, go to go to Japan or or, or something. No, not the case. You know, I uh, all right back into the office. So uh, all your patronage is very much appreciated at every level. I, I love you guys so much for that. Uh, so of course, huge shout out to uh, friend of the show, patrons of the show. Clifford Frazier, Jesse Kohlenberg, who I will be talking uh, Django Unchained with, uh, Joshua Davis, fucking Wardlow Jr., Ryan Mears. This guy is getting jacked. Like, I think, listen, I think Ryan Mears is fucking kayfaving all of us. And I think he's, like, going to get a tryout with, like, WWE or AEW. This guy's just getting jacked. You know, he's fucking, he looks like a little Goldberg. He's so huge. Uh, our man, Neil Flanagan, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, Taffy, Vivian, Anthony Torres, My Godfather Jesus, shout out Jesus, uh, Brad, B. Dordick, uh, Steve Feast, Rachel, Drew Kistler, and of course, Jacob Taus. Yes, Jacob fucking signed up for the Patreon. You guys should do. Patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Sign up for as low as five bucks a month. Um, uh, yeah, I guess it's been a long kind of a long boy long long episode um i am going to make the outro a little bit shorter than normal um i gotta finish i gotta get all the shit out of the office that's another thing since my uncle's coming tomorrow to paint and stuff i gotta get all the shit out of here and uh out in the hallway um so that's not fun because it's a lot of shit mostly funko pots but they're all in boxes and stuff like it's still regardless it's it's a lot of stuff um so yeah uh keep an eye out on patreon stuff we know we'll be dropping uh 
<sighs> sorry about that the burp uh we're dropping some fun stuff over there um i'm gonna Ooh, i, I do have to finish watching westworld um <sighs> i haven't been too crazy about westworld this season it's been better than it had better than season three um but mm, you know let's see if, let's see if they can uh, uh nail the landing with this next episode i don't know we'll have to see uh but thank you guys again for for listening and uh yeah you know do us a favor like and retweet you know all the the episodes the links and all that stuff help help get us out there let's get some new listeners on board you know i I love all you guys who who have stuck around who are still here but uh you know tell your friends tell your coworkers. let's 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 get some more eyes and ears on this show all right uh okay guys uh for the pwt cast this week i've been scrum and this is friend of the show kenny omega kenny omega here friend of the show we've run out of things to say here at the pwt cast and so i must bid you adieu goodbye and good night bang bang